Hey Variables, just wanted to come in at the top of this episode to speak on a couple of things. Wanted to let you guys know the thought process on us even airing this episode on our main feed. So, at the top, just want to say fuck TERFs. Uh, we do not condone any of the things J.K. Rowling has said in between the time of us recording this episode and the episode airing, which has been some time in between. We talked about not even airing the episode. We felt that that was unfair to our guests, as we'd have to record another episode, and it's one of our guests' first time playing a TTRPG, and we still just wanted to highlight our friends and not let them get dragged down by a shitty person. Another thing is why we didn't put it on our Patreon. We felt it would be unfair to put it behind a paywall, even if we did put the money we got from that to funds that aid in the trans community. So to really combat everything for this, I want you to take the system at face value. I want you to go out and create stories using the Harry Potter universe that that shitty little turf can't get her hands on. And to go even further, I'm going to use actual fucking Harry Potter tracks for the background music of this episode. Don't rat me out. Just have fun. Try to take back this thing. That means a lot to a lot of people. Snipe. Snipe. Savarus. Snipe. Snipe. Savarus. Snipe. Dumbledore. Powered by the Apocalypse game engine, and I don't remember who made the game. Francis Dennis, Dickinson. Francis Dickinson, thank you so much for making this game. We're so, super excited to play, and uh, it's basically the same, very similar to other, other games that we've played, except the four stats that you have are the houses of Hogwarts. That's Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw, and Hufflepuff. And Gryffindor is like your, you know, bravery when you try to protect people from danger or yourself from danger. Ravenclaw is when you're, you're, your intelligence or your stealthiness as well. Hufflepuff is when you're trying to help others do things or like kind of create stuff with magic. And Slytherin is when you're trying to attack people with magic. And manipulate or hurt people. <laughs> yeah, that one too. And when you, yeah, so your, your charisma stat too is Slytherin. Anyways, my name is Marcus. I'm going to be the headmaster of our game today. And I have a couple of players with me. More than a couple because we have some guest stars today as well. Who else do I have? You have Ramon. Hello. You have Nick. Uh, you have Jordan, the way from uh, Chicago. Hello. You've also got Hadley. You've also got Dennis. And I think that's everybody. All right, cool. Unless we have a mysterious stranger. <laughs> no, we don't. Okay. Yeah. So welcome, Ramon <laughs> and Jordan. Thanks for joining us on this one shot. Thank you for having us. I'm so excited. So excited. We open five years after Hogwarts has been rebuilt and reinstated as a school. That would take a long time. After it's destroyed. Actually, it's really quick. Yeah. It's actually super fast to rebuild. After it was destroyed in the Battle of Hogwarts, you can magic. just magic it up. Yeah, it was actually made in a way through magic that they assume it's going to be destroyed. Honestly, I don't know why, but they, they prepared for it being destroyed and it like will refix itself really fast. Oh, it's like Legos. It's yeah, cool. so um, it didn't take that long to repair, but once they <laughs> did, they resumed schooling and uh, this is five years after that. And we open on Hogwarts Quidditch team who has just defeated the Bogabog Bludgers and are reaching the finals. Welcome to the final match for the Quidditch Regional Cup. Hell yeah. Woo! We rise on a trail of carriages, horse-drawn carriages moving up the mountain. Did I say horse-drawn? 
Yes, you did. Oh, I'm not. It was. It's a bit. Oh, horse-drawn characters. <laughs> did I say horse-drawn? <laughs> no, they're bewitched. All of the carriages are moving on their own in a long line, and they're large. We move in on the third carriage of a long caravan, moving through the forest, up the mountain. <laughs> I really got bamboozled by that. I'm sorry. I'm still laughing. <laughs> I, I thought it was sincerely not a bit. <laughs> and within one carriage, we have our whole team, all students at Hogwarts, and all part of the Hogwarts Quidditch team. And, of course, their faculty chaperone, Madame Hooch. Oh, hell yeah. She's still around? Yes. Yeah. And she announces to the class, Congratulations on your victory, all of you, against the Bugabug Bludgers. We've almost arrived at our destination, which is the Yeagart's Kledneri Coliseum. And all of you are like, oh. Wow, where are the Yeagart's Kledneri? You've all heard of it. <laughs> yeah. The famous Yeagart's Kledneri. Kledneri? Yes, and it's Kledneri, and it completely wasn't named from a random Harry Potter name generator online. No, it's a historical site. Because you That's know... That's the, the third book, right? Yes, yeah. you know that hundreds of years ago, this was the battleground between a huge battle between several wizards and witches fighting against dragons. Who live inside of the mountain. Oh shit. Holy, holy and then fuck. hundreds of years later, it <laughs> would of course clear. be taken over by Yegar's Kledneri, the famous Quidditch player, and become a school for Quidditch. So for the last several hundred years, it's been a famous historical site. You can go there, check out all of the history that's happened here, all of the incredible Quidditch matches that have happened here, but also rent out the Colosseum for only the greatest events, such as the final match of the Quidditch Regional Cup. What else are they renting out there? They're like traveling like actors and shit? Like going in like doing their little productions? Maybe like schools that have like smaller resources they can do their Triwizard Cups there? Muggle talent shows? Charter schools. <laughs> well, because like everyone always says like why are they practicing Quidditch like every single day and getting muddy and, and putting so much effort into it when they only play like three games against the other houses at Hogwarts? They have They have other smaller cups. You know, it's not just like varsity um, Gryffindor and Slytherin <laughs> plague against each other all the time. <laughs> Thankfully, even though it would it would seem like that sometimes. No, but um, we just fuck up the little trade schools. That's fuck. That's messed up. But this is the <laughs> regional. Co- this is this is your next step. Um, uh, since we know that Victor Crumb, yeah. he played in the Quidditch World Cup when he was eighteen. So you guys are so close. If you want to become pro Quidditch players, this is your next step to doing that. If you want to, eh. So. All of you, as the carriage is moving, you can see right at the top of the mountain, the whole grounds of the Yeagart's Kledneri Coliseum. You're slowly approaching it, but you have a couple of minutes. If you want to look around, what are you excited about? What do you want to say to your other players? First of all, everyone say your name, your Hogwarts house, your appearance, and what you play on the team. We see, tucked in the very corner of the carriage, a... Uh, a Thin, like rail thin, uh, like albino white man. This is Mortimer St. James, and he has gray long hair that goes right in front of his face. Gray, um, probably from stress, not from like uh, like some kind of <laughs> like uh, uh, early graying sort of thing. He could have dyed it also. We don't really know. He keeps quiet. But this is 
the Ravenclaw. Uh, he's a Ravenclaw uh, uh, house member, and he's the uh, co-captain of the uh, of this Quidditch team, and he is nose deep inside a uh, a curious book. It's an Agatha Christie book, a Muggle book, uh, and he's reading through the Crooked House, talking to no one. <laughs> we see Chet Pennington, who's this brick house of a student. You know how Cedric Diggory like trumps. Daniel Radcliffe in the fourth movie. Like, for some reason, Daniel Radcliffe just <laughs> seems so small next to Robert Pattinson. That's how most people look against Chet. Uh, he's just built. He's got spiky, blonde, bleach-tipped hair. He is a Gryffindor. <laughs> he's actually from uh, America. He originally went to Ilvermoney. He was a wampus there. Um, but he is a beater on this team, and I think he's struggling... Uh, to fit in his seat next to his best friend, Charlie. And ne- next to Chet, you see Charlie. Um, you know how everybody looks really small next to Chet? Um, Charlie doesn't, because she's about the exact same size, but she's 16, she's a girl. Um, she's just extremely thick-bodied, um, a huge, stocky woman, um, no curves, super tall, uh, she has really long blonde hair, um, but it kind of is always back in a ponytail or a bun, um, she, uh, has a black eye, as, um, I don't think anyone's ever seen her without a black eye, for reasons that you would assume are Quidditch, because she's a beater on the team and it's an extremely dangerous position, but also because she's a magnet for, uh, pretty much any danger. Um, and she's a Hufflepuff. We see, uh, I think we're near, does Hogwarts have a cafeteria? It does now. Um, we are, uh, yeah, it has like the over... galley with the, there's always like, oh. uh, you can oh, see yeah, like a nice right. guy above and there's like fireworks usually. And stuff. Well, so I'm in there and you're, 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 you're looking in and there's this guy who's got a pretty decent sized plate of food. And, uh, this kid's name is Wesley Plummer. He's a pretty, he's a, like an average sized dude. He's a Hufflepuff. He kind of keeps to himself because he doesn't really like feel like he fits in, but he's a damn good keeper. So we see that flashback real quick before we return to the carriage. And <laughs> that we're all he's, in! He's in the carriage with us now, but that's usually where you would see him. <laughs> Sitting behind Wesley is Cynthia Wright. She's a 16-year-old fifth-year female. She really doesn't want to be here. She is pear-shaped. Naturally curvy, but active because of Quidditch. She has thick, wavy hair up to her neck. She used to have it long, but she cut it because she was trying to follow a trend, but she regrets it. She comes from the lineage of Bowman Wright, who is actually the guy who invented the snitch. Mm -hmm. So, like, Quidditch runs in her family. She just really doesn't like to play, but her family kind of coaxed her into joining the team so she's now a ravenclaw seeker and she's just here along for the ride because she's quote-unquote naturally gifted um but she's just she's just here along for the ride to be honest um she can't wait to go back to school to do things that are not quidditch gotcha great okay so we have so those are our character introduction we've ever had (laughs) so those are our members that we have sitting here. And then we have two more chasers as well, um, sitting in the back, not speaking. Who don't have names. <laughs> and <laughs> we are the Quidditch regional team from Hogwarts. Um, we know that one of the t- co-team captains is Mortimer. 
Who's the other co-team captain? <laughs> one of the other unnamed beaters. What if he's one of So our other <laughs> unnamed. I, I, I didn't want to like st- steal the captain thing, so I was like, I'll leave it open. Uh, <laughs> so there are two captains, and one of them never really speaks or has a name. That's all right. Um, yeah, we and- always make fun of him. We always go, "What's up?" No name. <laughs> Why it's because so his last name is Noname. cries all the time. <laughs> but otherwise, we're a pretty accomplished team because we made it all the way to the finals of Damn the Bridge Regional Great. Cup. But here's right the thing. Here. What's the name of our team? We just beat the Bogabog Bludgers. A lot of the time, there's alliteration in the name, but there doesn't have to be. We are <laughs> the Hogwarts High Flyers. Right? High flying. If we couldn't name two important characters of our team, how do you think we'd come up with this? <laughs> uh, Mortimer St. James looks up from his book and like looks at everybody uh, in the uh, in the wagon and says, Is everybody feeling good about the game? And I like jolt up and I'm like, Ah! Oh, I don't really hear you speak very often, Mortimer. Sorry, just wanted to make sure everyone was in high spirits. <laughs> uh, Dude, we just crushed the bludgers. Like, we're on a frickin' roll. We're gonna dominate this entire tournament. We're gonna take the finals, brat. We'd better. And then he goes back to reading his book. I can't read books in carriages. I get motion sickness. Yeah, last time I tried to read a book in a carriage, I fell. And I, I got another hurt my nose again. Oh, man. <laughs> Sick, bro. They dap up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mortimer will look up from his book and say, Chad, where are you from again? Oh, I'm, uh, oh, originally my family's from Poughkeepsie, uh, but then we moved over to Tuscaloosa. I went over to Ilvermoney, uh, back in the day, but my dad does, uh, magical construction work, so after your whole deal here, uh, he was shipped overseas, and we as a family came over here, and I was already pretty accomplished in the American circuit for Quidditch, so... I was kind of easily scouted by Madame Hooch. That sounds like quite the odyssey. <laughs> Cynthia asks Chet. She's like, um, what, what team were you in at the Americas when you were in Quidditch? So I usually just played regionals. Um, the Wampus House, which I was a part of. Not your freaking weird names here. I guess Gryffindor is like comparable to it. Uh, but yeah, we just played for the, the Ilvermoney. Oh, fuck, I could not think of another I word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. The, the, the Iliad. Uh, yeah, the Ilvermoni. <laughs> the Ilvermoni Iliads. Oh, totally, I heard about them. That's that's pretty cool, then. It sounds like you, you have a pretty good strategy for today's game, then, right? <laughs> yeah, knock them off their fucking brims. I expect nothing <laughs> less of you. I, I high-five chat after that. Cynthia just rolls her eyes and... She asks around, how much longer till we actually get there? And on that note, the carriages begin to slow as you are reaching the summit of the hill. Oh, how convenient. You can see, exactly. <laughs> so as the, the forest around you, the Yeagard's forest, begins to become more sparse until it slowly ends, you reach and, and can see the entire grounds of the Yeagard's Clednary Coliseum. Now, it is a... It is a castle-like encampment, almost like you would you would expect from um, Hogwarts, but way smaller. There's only a couple of buildings in there, and then of course you think you would see a coliseum. You see nothing. 
You just have a but you do know that there's a couple of there there's a couple of large buildings and one of them is the Gilda Clednary dormitory where you'll be staying. One of them is going to be the galley. There's a couple of nice buildings here and they're all this classic cobblestone. And on on one of the buildings there's a huge black burn mark. You can still see and if any of you are historians, you could tell this is from the battles that they used to hold here against dragons. Some old ass burns. Mortimer would like to confer with uh, Madame Hooch about when our game's gonna be and if we have any free time. Of course, you'll have plenty of time to explore. I'm sure all of you are quite excited to see this historical site. Riveted. Early tomorrow morning, we'll be having the finals for the Quidditch Regional Cup. But I know all of you are quite prepared. We've trained as much as we could. I'm geeked up. Sick. When's dinner? Right after the opening ceremonies. So, um, as the, the carriages come to a stop, it's like, a, it's, it's slow because each of them has to get everyone off, you know, bring, put the carriages away. But eventually your carriage comes to the front and you're welcomed by several hooded, um, members of the, of the, the grounds. They say, welcome. We are, we are in such an honor to meet all of the members of the Hogwarts High Flyers. And all of them are like super old, but they're like bowing to you, even though you're like 16 year old kids, most of you. And they, they say, if you will follow us, we will show you where you will be staying. So they bring you through the campus and you're passing several classic historical buildings. You see some plaques. Um, it's not just a metal plaque. It'll always have some kind of, of course, animated picture there, right? There's like all kinds of um, um, classic images of witches and wizards from history. And several of them are Quidditch players. Several of them are not. And there's these long scrolls on the walls in some of the places that show you um, just the entire story of things that happened in like 1492 it gives like specific dates it's fascinating but you don't really have time to read all of it so you pass through all of it and it's mostly exteriors right it's it's an exterior hallway with just arches above you as you're moving through the buildings so you make it through and uh, you make it to the Gilda Clednary dormitory and um, Madame Hooch says all right this is where we'll be staying everyone if you want to leave all of your gear here so all of you go up and um, you have a large dormitory and it's actually several floors. Because you know, this is where you'll be staying, but also your opponents and also several other teams who made it far enough in the regional cup tournament so that they were given free tickets to here. Is it like individual rooms or is it like cots and like, or like, like uh, what do you call it? Drapes? Yeah. You have one large room. It's pretty large, but you have a lounge and then you have a large room where all of you will be sleeping together. And like an open floor room yeah okay, mm -hmm. well yeah and then with 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 beds on the sides enough yeah. for all of you even your two nameless and um anonymous <laughs> members so there's there's seven beds in them. it's specifically for quidditch teams and it's an honor to sleep here i look at him and i say where's your bed name <laughs> do the boys and girls sleep in the same room here <laughs> that would be weird <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> and just kidding, it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. I'd be cool. Yeah, me too. I'm just gonna, like, I, I'd be fine. Yeah, it'd be totally cool. It wouldn't be weird. It'd be awesome. And, um, so the, 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 the man who is leading you, and he's, he's got a, a large robe and he's part of the faculty, he says, It is our apologies, but we are not used to the 
preparations that you may be used to at your dormitories at Hogwarts, but we simply allow all of the teams that are staying here to stay together. Often they tell us that they would wish <laughs> to meet and align all of their goals and stay understanding with each other as a team. So we can like go to like the other dormitories with other teams and shit? You can if you want, if you want oh, to check them out. Interesting, okay. Or, if you, or you can just drop your stuff off. You know the opening uh, ceremonies are about to start, so you're gonna, you, can, you can head to the call scene when you're ready. Well, I want to investigate. <laughs> okay, so you get to your um, dorm room and you can see it's a big open room. There's a, um, a couple of nice tables, but it's, it's mostly just, you know, open if you want to, um, you know, hang out there. There's a bunch of bookshelves with classic books, but then there's one with like modern books. It actually has some of the newer ones from newer um, writers of the Wizarding World. Mortimer's already at the classic bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> and you have... Um, there's four like sets of bunk beds, so there's like eight beds within it, and but they're they are extremely comfortable. But one of you will have to sleep on top. <laughs> I call Taba. What do you guys want to do? All right, I got the top bunk now. <laughs> nah, nobody nobody fought Wesley. <laughs> there's, there's multiple I, uh, top bunks though. <laughs> I'd like to roll Hufflepuff to get on top of my top bunk. <laughs> no, continue. <laughs> Um, I don't. I, I think. Uh, I think Mortimer's just gonna like look through the bookshelves calmly, but I think uh, there's something strange about the weird uh, cloak dudes. And Mortimer's always looking for a mystery. So I think can I, can I roll to like see if anything strange is is it going on in this room? Um, yeah, if you want to, so you would roll Ravenclaw to try and get some info there. One, two d six. What is it? Two d six. Yes. Two? Okay. 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 Seven. Okay. So. You get some information that's either relevant or useful, or you get what you intended, but pick one. So you are noticed at least the dangerous actions, you leave something important behind. Huh. So I don't think the second one, I'll let you pick between you lose something or you are noticed. Uh, I guess I guess I could be noticed, but uh, yeah, is there anything strange okay. about this like dormitory or about, or about the, like, the people in, in that let us here? Oh, so do you want to inspect the, the room or the, the people who led you there? I guess I gotta choose, huh? Uh, I guess I'll inspect the room. Okay. So... You, um, yeah, you're looking around the room and, um, it's, it's actually got several, um, side tables that have trophies on them and it says on there exactly what the year is for. This is, these are teams that have won incredible matches here and then donated their paraphernalia, you know, to be here for the historical site. There's a nice big cauldron in the back and there's a huge fireplace. Um, and then above it, there's a giant painting of Jaegart's Kledneri. And then you have, as you're looking at all of this, the, the man who's leading you, he walks up to you and he notices, he says, Oh, one for history, are you? Yes, this place holds many incredible stories. You should read all of the scrolls and plaques as you pass them. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Are you a great fan of Jaegard's Clatenary? As a great a fan as anyone should be. Of course, of course. I'm not used to talking to other human beings. I'm sorry. He just nods and then he walks away. Charlie has some rituals that she's going to need to do in this room before she does anything else. And it's to touch every single <laughs> sharp surface um, so that she's aware of them. So she does not run into them or hurt herself. Um, so she's just going to go around and just touch every sharp surface to make sure that she knows where they are. Um, 
Okay, roll plus Hufflepuff. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to roll for that. So you have, uh, yeah, so there are, there is a set of, uh, on one of the tables, there's a historical set of swords um, that are just like on a holder. It doesn't say what they're from. Um, it's, <laughs> I put a pillow on top of them. But otherwise it's mostly just. I put just, them away. <laughs> otherwise it's mostly just, you know, the corners of tables and, and the windows are, like, you can't really close them. They're like these big, um, just like opening ports like they would be inside of like a castle, you know? So there's there's not really glass, um, but you can put a curtain over it. I rip off the, I rip the curtains off the window. <laughs> And I put them over the swords. Hey guys, just I hope you don't mind. Just can't be around any sharp objects. I'm very clumsy. It's just a part of my ritual. You'll thank me later when I run into something and uh, I don't have a little scrapey scrape on my forehead. You don't have to be self-conscious. Do we noted? I'm gonna I'm gonna look over and I'm gonna be like, do we need to baby-proof this place? Basically, um, just to you know. Just to be safe. Um, but no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just let I'm just letting you know that's why I'm ripping the curtains off the window and putting them over these swords. Mm, good justification. Is there like a spell to like baby? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll look in my book. I haven't learned anything to date. I'm only a fifth year, by the way. Okay, do you want to look in your book? Yeah, I'll look at my I'll look for a spell to baby proof. Sweet. Okay. Do you want to roll uh Ravenclaw? Um yeah. I'm actually hilariously smart, <laughs> given the amount of concussions. It's a five. Okay, so you don't find any spell in there that specifically does that. You search, you know, parenting babies, not really anything <laughs> sp- specific, but Tickling. you think Tickling. that you could try if you wanted to. You could try and, I mean, it doesn't sound that hard, right? Also, you have had inclination to do this in past rooms, so you know that it's like, probably a spell i feel like we're gonna be fine guys i feel like <laughs> you you listen we're fine just any sharp objects keep them away i have a tendency to run into everything i'm gonna write that down don't give them objects that are sharp I'm trusting charlie she knows she knows her spatial awareness chet is overly trying to help his bud charlie out uh so chet would like to go around and cast evanesco on every sharp object he can find in the room. Great. Evanesco is a spell that only makes things vanish. So he's just making them <laughs> disappear from view. But he thinks he's helping. <laughs> oh, no. So they're just invisible but still there? Or? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah, if you want to roll plus Hufflepuff, go for it. Oh, God. So for magic, uh, if you want to repair, build, um, affect something, or just heal someone, you would roll plus Hufflepuff. I got a five. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you got the same roll. He makes them bigger. He makes them even bigger. <laughs> Trying to say Evanesco, he accidentally says "embigify." <laughs> yeah, so he says Evanescence. Evanescence. So he wakes them up inside. As Madame Hooch is coming back in, she says, "All right, team, we're quite. We should be quite ready to begin." The opening set, and she looks to, and to her left, there's a giant sword. It's enormous. <laughs> and, and she's, um, oh, well then. And, and around all across the room, the corners of tables are becoming just sharper. The, um, these oh. huge just stakes appear, like basically bars appear through the window. So now you can't, it's, it's like a sh- sharp stakes if you tried to look out Literally the window. Solid. 
The stakes have never been sharper. Mortimer puts down his book and says, Oh, Madam Hooch, oh God, what has happened? What happened here? <laughs> I was just trying to help Charlie Bros. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Very, very interesting. I, I had assumed this would be just similar to my quarters. I suppose it's not. I'll be um, staying with the rest of the faculty. Can, below. can, can Madam Hooch give us like 50 bucks? <laughs> Do you want to ask her? Yeah, like chaperones do. I don't think Mortimer would ask. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to cast a spell to, to, to give us to give us fifty bucks. <laughs> oh, there is there is a spell. I know there's a spell. You can like it's like a vila charm. Yeah. Yeah, galleons. So you what? Sorry, what was the spell you wanted to cast, Adley? Um, I'm trying to find it right now. I'm looking for it. It's like trying to make money. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, um, no repels muggles shoot water killing curse. I mean, you could use <laughs> the imperial yes. on Madame Hooch. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay, please I'm going to use Imperial. We're going to do it. Okay, what, what do I have to roll, Marcus? Slytherin. Slytherin? Oh, shit. I got a minus one on that one. Are you trying okay. to make her give you money? Yeah, You're. are you convincing her or are you using magic? I'm using magic. He's trying to kill her coach. Okay. Oh, we're evil. We're fucking naughty kids. <laughs> give me a seven. I got a seven. Do we- <laughs> okay, so oh. you could choose 50 bucks. Fifty. <laughs> All right. So if you <laughs> galleons, galleons, <laughs> fifty, fifty canuts, canuts, these canuts, fifty nuts, fifty nuts. <laughs> As she says, "All right, class, everyone, follow me." She turns around, and this spell, <laughs> light comes out of your wand as it hits her, and she says, "Oh, excuse me, I forgot. All of you, everyone, come to come up to me and get your." Ten gallons. <laughs> gallons. Gallons. <laughs> ten gallons of spell. No, ten gallons. Fifty bucks. Fifty. I start chanting. Fifty bucks. <laughs> and and all of the teammates just saw you cast a curse on <laughs> on Madame Hooch. And as she walks over, she says, "Oh, excuse me." And um, the the robe, robe man walks up and he says, "Yes, hello." And she says, "Here." Would you like ten gallons? <laughs> I'm, I'm quite all right. That's thank. We don't need to tip. That's all right. <laughs> she's just gonna go. She's gonna spend all of her money. <laughs> all day. I think we just rob Madam Hooch. <laughs> all right, dudes. Let's go to the opening ceremony. I'm cool going to the opening ceremony. Before we go, uh, Cynthia is just so transfixed on this painting of the what was it again? The Yagart's Platinary Coliseum. The actual grounds. <laughs> She wants to, I guess, roll a Ravenclaw? Because she sees, like, she's looking at the painting, but there's something off about it. She just doesn't know what. Go for it. Okay, so you can, um, yeah, so we have a list of questions you can ask afterward if you want to try and get information through through magic. Yeah, that's fine. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That's a good first roll. <laughs> um, what are the questions? Gotcha. So you can choose, so you get a plus one on your roll if you want to use any of this info that you get from it, first of all. But so with um, a 10, you can do three of these. So th- there's a couple of possible things. You don't trigger an unexpected side effect or consequence. Um, and then the rest of them are four questions you can ask. You can ask, what is this intended to do? Or how can I make it better? Or how can I stop it or make it work worse? Or how can I use this right now? Yeah, so definitely unexpected side effect. Okay, I want that one, and how is that important? The painting of Jaegart's Kledneri is... This is this famous Quidditch player 
won tons of medals. I mean, you know, basically an Olympian, um, but also a historical figure. And um, formed this the whole grounds, created the school, and kind of re-innovated what it was to play Quidditch. Before it had been, you know, more of just like a, a game that people were playing more at their convenience, and this, this started a lot more um, leagues opening up, such as the regional cup that you guys are in. So this is a painting of Yegart's Kledneri. Big, large, rotund man. He's got he's got huge black hair and like this giant bowl cut. He's um, he's got like four broomsticks in front of him, and they're all in this painting with a big gold frame on. It. And otherwise, it's it is a moving painting, you know, where he he looks through the brooms one by one and throws them all on the wall, and then they all fly back into his hands. And it's that over and over, and it's more, it's mostly just intended to remind everyone of the history of this room. You know, it's not just your dorm, it's, it's, it's where it was the dorm of famous Quidditch players, but even before that, this was like a barracks for people fighting against dragons, because there were tons of dragons inside like of the mountain that they were just protecting people from, basically. Okay. Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary, I guess, just a... Picture of a dude flexing with broomsticks. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, um, you can tell that people hold a great reverence for it. I mean, as soon as Mortimer looked at it, someone walked up to him and started asking him about it. So everyone kind of wants to tell their stories about Yegards. All right, so I guess we were going to the opening ceremony. Okay, so you follow Madame Hooch. As you make it down the stairs, you're going all the way down through the, the tower of the Gilda Cladnary Dormitory. You make it through, and, and you're passing, suddenly the, the area kind of opens up and... And you can see the, the rest of the cliff here, um, which is, you know, on, the, on a, one of the hills of the mountain, is this huge marketplace of shops. But you, you're just, you're kind of moving through. She says, all right, we're, we're, we're almost made it to the Coliseum class. We, we'll return to the marketplace to, later. I, I'm sure you want to check it out. Um, but it, it is the um, just enormous Cladnary Marketplace. <laughs> and it's got tons of shops you guys will be able to check out later. But as you, you pass through it, you see that she's taking you toward the mountain, the, the rest of the, the actual peak of the mountain, right? So once you walk up to the just rock face on, on the side of the mountain, it opens up naturally. And it's this huge arch that all of you can enter into. Behind you, you see a lot of people are making their way through the crowd, um, trying to head into the mountain as well. And as you go inside, it's just a long tunnel. And you, um, you make your way through, it's, it's kind of a dark tunnel. You're going further and further into the rock of the mountain, all of you together. And eventually you see a light at the end of the tunnel. And it gets bigger and bigger until the hallway that you're in opens up into the enormous interior coliseum of Yegart's Cledonary. Now, it's all what you'd expect from a Quidditch field. It still is grass on the bottom, although besides like the you know browns and grays of the cave, it's this huge lava pocket that's created the room, and then all the way in the back, there's a giant waterfall you might call it, but of lava that's flowing down from the walls, just perpetually, and into a lava pool that's pretty safe for you. Now in the in the walls, I mean, it's safe for you to go near. It's not gonna. It's it's protected with magic, so it's not gonna like flow and like you know fill the pocket or anything. But um, otherwise, there's a bunch of stands for people to sit in on the outside. 
and you start to go, you go up the, um, like natural stairs. It's like rock that creates stairs and you, you make your way around the huge Quidditch field. It's like marked as a Quidditch field on each side. There's the, there's the, um, poles that go all the way up and then there's three holes, right? For the, for the buffle. And you make your way into the stands. There's tons of stands where you could see, um, all kinds of, you, you, you get a nice view of wherever Quidditch players would be flying. But right now they have a stage set up. So you take your seats in the stands. As we're, as we're walking, uh, Mortimer was going to uh, whisper to whoever's listening, I didn't realize that the Yegats Clodinary Colosseum had a ceiling. That may pro- you know, propose some challenges. Cynthia, thoughts? Don't even know. I think we're gonna have to re-strategize. I, I'm assuming like a plan. Hey, B. there's the, there's a glass ceiling everywhere we go. <laughs> I've never played Quidditch in a in an enclosed space. Yeah, it's making me kind of uncomfortable. Doesn't that just make it easier for you to catch the snitch, Brett? No, I don't think so. But I don't know. I guess I guess once we talk strategy and how we're gonna want to play, we'll figure it out and just play by ear, right, guys? No, nah, mate. Produce the uh, the playbook that we that we've written together. <laughs> we'll have to go through our quick plans of attack. I believe that we are not going to be playing a long game this time. Our playbook looks just like the burn book from Mean Girls. <laughs> it's crafted together like a scrapbook. They open up the book and they've got plans from A to Z. Guys, I'm really thinking we're going for a plan Q. I don't know. Plan Q is kind of dangerous for for me. I feel like I'm always getting in the way of God things. God damn it, Charlie! Um, do you want to win or not? <laughs> List one plan yeah. where right, things okay. don't get in your way. You know what? Touche. Yeah, we're going to have to do... We have to do the, the Quaffle Blitz. <laughs> the Quaffle it's, Blitz? It's a Quaffle Blitz. <laughs> For this game specifically, I will do it. Are you a madman? Oh, the Quaffle so Blitz? No one survived <laughs> that. She's not afraid of sharp objects. I'm not afraid. I just am cautious and I am aware of what happens to my body often and it is get hit we'll by We'll discuss things. this later. Um, <laughs> we're still She's, doing my intro, yeah. right? <laughs> we're doing the intro I planned from when we're announced as a team, right? Nobody respond. Yes. Nobody respond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cynthia takes it back. Anyways, what else is going on, Marcus? <laughs> so, alright, so as you're saying all of that, you make your way to your seats. And right as you're sitting down, there's a team at the tier right behind you that says, Oh, of course. It's the Hogwarts High Losers. God damn it. <laughs> and it's this it's really tall kid um, with, with black hair, actually a ball cut, kind of similar to Yegart's Clidnary. And he says, Welcome. I'm glad you finally made it. Is he taller than me and Chet? No. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna go stand up right next to him. What'd you say, bro? What's up, dude? What's up? Saw it. What's up? Of course. Looks like you're beaters. Well, I'm a beater as well. For trims wear a trogs. So you know, I'm the sorry. trims wear a trogs <laughs> are the team that you guys are competing against in the finals of the Quidditch Regional Cup. They're from trims wear? Yep. No one's ever even heard of Trim's Wear. What is it? Yeah, no one, re- no one really has. Hey, hey, Cynthia, I bet you would have wished you would have gotten a Trim's then instead of a cut. Anyway, that was a bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> Cynthia's still hurt by it. So the other beater stands up. It's, it's, um, 
It's a woman named Thera Kurt Whistle. She's no, she's certainly not as large as you guys, but she she comes up and uh, she's got long red hair and she says, "Yeah, they're from Hogwarts, so that means they must be used to being pampered." Well, we'll show them how brutal this game can be. Was that a threat? Cynthia interjects and she's like, "We're not used to like being pampered, just like decent funding." <laughs> Ooh! But she says it in a way that it's like an insult. <laughs> Not a lot of people get because she's really bad at insulting. <laughs> um, I like legit have a black eye. You think I'm not up to brutal games? Ready? Life is brutal, man. She's got a legit black eye. Watch I out! I have a dude. black eye right now. Well, you're gonna have a lot more after we're done with you. I only have one more eye. It's me, Melvin Bradbush, captain of the Trimswearer Trogs. <laughs> Whoa! My name is Melvin Bradford, and I'm the beater. <laughs> hey, dude, can you introduce yourself again? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Sorry, what was your name? That's right. And I switch accents every once in a while. My name is Melvin Bradbush, <laughs> and the trips wear a trogs. And I'm, I, I, you, you, you probably didn't expect what position I play on the team, but I'm the beater. <laughs> so, so Bradbush is a beater. Chet, Chet would like to roll plus Slytherin to do that thing where you, like, jump at someone to make them flinch. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Go for it. Two for flinching. Got a nine. Ooh, two for nice. flinching. Yeah, so you you immediately do that, and he, like, does, he, like, he doesn't flinch, but he, like, backs up and, and, and like, puts a hand up instinctually, and Fear, like, slaps his hand down. And um, the, uh, the seeker of the team walks up, well, uh, stands from her seat, because all of you are at the stands. Um, and she's got black eyeliner and blonde hair. And she says, stop toying with them. And so all of them take the seats down. She's like, all right, we'll talk to you all later then. And an uproarious applause begins from the crowd. As you guys see that down in the stage, that's actually floating a little bit right above the, the bottom of the, like, it is grassy, but it's the, the cave floor of the, of the uh, Quidditch field. It's covered in lots of robed figures, like the one who brought you in, and then also several just famous wizards from the house of Yegard's Klednery. An older woman. Any notable ones? Yeah, you have the oldest of the family, the matriarch, is um, Gilda Klednery, who is actually, that's where the name of the dorm- dormitory game came and then you have the other the other person standing in the front is Rustina Klednery, who is she's a larger woman. She does not play Quidditch. She's hilarious, and she's like always making jokes, and um, would never have gone into Quidditch at all unless it was like. But it was what her family was famous for, so she's you know. That's your backstory, oh, Cynthia. I relate to her heavily. <laughs> yeah. What are what are the odds? She's played <laughs> I by Lucy Davis. Who I want to be in life. Ugh, oh, goals. And uh, Rustina steps up and she says, "Welcome, everyone." To the finals of the Quidditch Regional Cup. My family created this these grounds to host only the greatest matches in Quidditch. Welcome to the Yeagart's Glednary Coliseum. And everyone's like cheering and going crazy. One of the kids behind you was like, Oh, it's always been my dream to come here. And she says, I hand it off now to my grandmother, Gilda Glednary. And the older woman stands up, steps forward slowly. She's got a cane. She says, My grandfather 
Yea, God's cladnery turned this site from not a place of blood and mistreatment of magical creatures to one where we honor wizards and witches, one where we compete in the greatest competition known to the wizarding world, Quidditch. And everyone's up screaming, apl applauding. So it is my name is Gilda Cladnery, and it is my pleasure to announce the grand prize for the Quidditch Regional Cup. And she motions behind her. Several robed figures bring up this huge, just enormous something under a tarp. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and they move the tarp away, and she says, The Golden Cauldron! And everyone's going, What a freaking out there's a there's a student behind you who says the golden cauldron i i've heard of that and she says Please tell us. I, I, so someone else says yes i definitely heard of that thing i know what that is and she says every member of your team rather will get <laughs> she's, she's old. anything i get i things get foggy sometimes webs in my brain every member <laughs> of the winning team of the finals will get to whisper anything they wish to the golden cauldron. And and then another student goes, I heard if you if you whisper something to the golden cauldron, it'll give it back to you. Whatever you said, made of gold. I could I could get anything I want. I could get golden earrings for my mum. So it says, Oh that's stupid. I could get a golden broomstick and be the fastest broomstick ever seen. Mortimer turns to them and says, I could get my dad back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a golden dad. A golden daddy. Hey Variables, it's Dennis. Like what you're hearing? Then follow us at ctrlpod on Twitter, or you can email us, controlgrouppod at gmail. Give us suggestions, let us know how we're doing. We just want to grow. You can also become a Patreon now. You can go to patreon.com slash controlgroup. Your donations will help us create a website where we can put all the games we test and let indie devs just explore and find new things along with players. The specific tiers allow you to get shoutouts on the show, messages read by your favorite characters, and that uh, pesky secret third episode of Estomagosi Corazones. Well, you should probably get back to listening. I don't want to keep you that long. Love you. So yeah, so you're showing the giant golden cauldron. It's larger. It's like as large as three people. It takes tons. It's way heavier. It takes tons of people to hold it. And they set it down. And it's this enormous cauldron that's still bubbling. It's got some kind of concoction that's oh just God. eternally going on in there. And there's smoke rising from it. And it's all made out of solid gold. There's a couple of um, obsidian adornments on it as well. And yeah, you know that this is a famous magical artifact it's kind of crazy that they would even pull it out for an event like this but this is the quidditch regional cup in the distraction of the golden cauldron mortimer who's focused on the game wants to try and, and uh cast a spell so he can look into the playbook of the troglodytes what are, what, what are they what are the tr tr trace morse <laughs> yeah so they are the trims for our trogs they yeah. started being called troglodytes because yeah. they were like the underdogs last year but okay. they were like we're the trogs you know and they kind of they've, they've got a playbook too like we we do right so they <laughs> definitely do yeah so you so you look over and you can see that the seeker constance pendergast what a name has oh. <laughs> she's she's actually looking through it 
herself because she's really focused on the game. So you can open roll, my third eye. If you want to see into it, um, why don't you roll? I think that would take Ravenclaw. Okay. You mean Arkin's broadsword, Nick? Yeah! Wow. Got a ten. Ooh. So you, yeah. So so magically, you get a piece of information out of it, and. That you, that you wouldn't have even been able to see. Because if, if you turned around, she would have seen you, she would have slapped right. it close. But before she could do that, you can sense the words, when the dragon breathes fire, run into it. Run into it, dragon breathes fire. That's okay. in enormous letters right in the center of the page. Damn, she's got insider knowledge. So Fuck. you know... We fucked up, guys. That Yeah, that's not a quaffle blitz. A all. lot of the time, there's a famous attribute that happens in this Jaegart's Clednary Coliseum. Out of nowhere, a dragon, they say, breathes fire into the match. That sounds incredibly dangerous. What? what? Apparently they want to go what, into the fight. Why would no one tell us that? <laughs> Cheating, yeah. Okay, uh, I got it. I, it's logged. I'll tell the team later. So that was... Is Madame Hooch around? Yeah, she oh. is. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to see if I can ask her a question. Okay. Well, like under my breath, real, real t- in a chill way. <laughs> Yeah, so all the way on the end of you, all, all the way on the end of the row, you, you have Madam Hooch there with you. Hey, hey, Madam Hooch. Hey, hey. Yes. Hey. <laughs> yes, d- um, did you, did you quick, change your mind about the 10 galleons? Ab- absolutely not. <laughs> um, my main question is, with that big cauldron, it, does it belong to Hogwarts because it's a school activity, or does it belong to us? I don't think that they would... Like, as in us, each, do we each get a thing? Or does it? Is it like greater good goes to the school thing? Well, before they return oh. the cauldron to its rightful historical place, I'm I'm sure it's supposed to be kept by the Ministry of Magic. So every single one of you will, should you win, of course, be able to get from the cauldron anything you wish. It'll be yours to choose. Got it. Okay, thank you. Just I'm just making sure that this isn't one of those weird catches where like we don't get it. We have to give it back because it's a, like wrong and immoral to have it, um, and it's a school activity. You have to be eighteen plus, you know, just running all that by you. It's displayed in the castle. We don't get to take it home. Right? Yeah. So there's a little bit. We have to wish for world peace if we get it. No, thank you. No, thank. Yeah. There's a button Overrated. at your door. If you press it, a hundred million people die. But if you don't <laughs> press it. <laughs> So uh, Gilda goes through, you know, um, she gives a whole speech to everyone. This is like full of people who just love seeing famous Quidditch matches. So they bought tickets. This has you and all the other teams who made it far enough in the actual tournament to get free tickets to it. Your cousins. Um, and then, yeah, your families are there in the stands as well. So. Is there a hot dog guy? Do they have hot dogs? <laughs> yes, they do. They actually have um, Wizarding World hot dogs. Dr- dragon Tales? <laughs> yes, exactly. He says, Dragon Tales! Dragon Tales! Anyone? Dragon Tales, Dragon Tales. Dragon Tales. <laughs> so he starts singing a theme song from Dragon Tales. No, so Gilda. Um, Cynthia gives. Oh, go ahead. Cynthia's actually starving, so she will take a Dragon Tail for a galleon. They're two galleons. <laughs> it's actually yeah. It, it's it's that's actually a a lot. I think it's it's only a few of the things below that. Nuts, nuts, nuts. nuts. <laughs> she, they, there's no they they don't have they don't have change here, so she just has to give up the galleon. She's like fuck it, so, I'm, not, I'm not starving. Well, thank you. Emma. Or she'll she'll if that's the case, then she'll buy she'll buy enough for the team. So however oh, much a galleon can get me in Dragon Tails. 
round on us guys exactly. just to like up the morale because I'm so pissed off about this fucking scene. So he gives you a whole <laughs> um he gives you a whole tray of dragon tails. You know, they're all on a stick held together. There's like nine of them. There's more there's more than your um, amount of people and it's not it's not really like actual dragon tails. It's it's you know it's it's a tourist food. Yeah, so you could tell it, it is from it's like a lizard pastry. meat, but it's not from dragon. We call these corn dogs back in America. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares, Chet. Right. And a student behind you says, "Oh, those are dragon tails. I've heard of those. I always wanted to try them." <laughs> He's like, oh, if only I brought my I'm gonna whisper into the golden cauldron for a golden dragon (laughs) (laughs) So Gilda goes through the whole, um, you know, history of the tournament, how many games you guys have played, you know, it's such an honor for all of you. And she says, you know, and she has every team one by one stand up. She says, the the Trings were trogs. And they stand up. And she says, the Hogwarts High Flyers. And you guys stand up and everyone cheers. So that's the rest of the opening ceremonies. And she says, all right, team. Uh, Madam Hooch turns to you. She says, all right, team. We'll reconvene here tomorrow morning for the Quidditch Regional Cup. Um, she leads you back out to the Clednary Marketplace. All, all the people from both entrances, everyone's filling up the place. It's a nice big tourist spot. There's all kinds of shops there and stores. You can see there's Terry Crest tarts there's you know a dessert place there's bamboozles the uh tavern is called the dragon finger anything you want to you know if you want to check out any of them she says madam hooch says i'll meet you all at your dormitory at sun at sundown and we'll make sure we have all our plans set for the match but until then go ahead and enjoy yourselves and uh, madam hooch gives leave you guys can go ahead and go anywhere you want to if you want to check any any of the stores out or if you have anything in mind, just ask about it. I'll tell you what it's like. But otherwise, you kind of have to wade through the crowds. It's like a nice big street corner with tons of different stores and, and shops and uh, restaurants. Did Mortimer tell us about what he saw in the playbook? Of I was the, just about uh, to. I'll <laughs> be like, uh, hey, guys, before we, uh, before you go do things, um, I, uh, I saw in the Troglodytes playbook words um something about uh rush in when the dragon breathes fire i just wanted us all to be aware of that i'm not quite sure what it means yet do you think it's like code or do you think this is actual dragon i think that there may be some environmental concerns that we have to take care of uh, in regard (laughs) like smog i have asthma i'm pretty sure it's literally fire this place is known for dragons so we might have to watch out for that i just want you all to be prepared you think that like Madame Hooch would tell us. That's what's concerning me. It seems that, to me, that there's some fair amount of secrecy revolving around this game's the specific tourney, so I'm gonna go do some investigating of my own. Chet, if there is a dragon, don't try to fight it. We'll see about Chet, that. You should try to yeah, fight I it. totally fight it. I couldn't I shouldn't go against my baser instincts. Dude, that'd be sick if you fought it. Encourage him, Charlie. All right, fine. You guys go do what you want. You can have my ten galleons. I give them my ten galleons. <laughs> I divide it amongst them. Should we all just go investigate? I feel like this other team's got some, got some one. I'm gonna beef with us. I bet I can two. I bet I can create a distraction while you guys do uh, your investigating. 
Oh, you guys, you guys are gonna come with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I just this saying, has never happened before. Um, someone walks up with a tray of samples. She <laughs> says she's not, you know, she's just doing a job. She says, um, "Hello and welcome to Yegard's Culinary Grounds." Hey, um, would you like to try these? They're they're chocolate frogs from the new line of cards, and you see. So she she says these are from. Bamboozles. We have all sorts of things to bamboozle. So you look at them. So she's got a whole <laughs> tray of the chocolate frogs. Um, but this is a whole new set of of those uh, of cards that all have famous witches and wizards on them. This is the new line they just put out of Dumbledore's army cards. Oh, Ooh. Awesome. wow, that's fast. I don't believe in capitalism. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I'll I'll definitely take like. Yeah, Chet's trying to complete his <laughs> as well. <laughs> I'm just hungry. Okay, so if you want to, Cynthia's very full from the dragon tails. So you take four of them. Um, um, immediately you can hold all of them, but as soon as you open it, you know the chocolate frog is gonna jump out. But do you want to open all of them now, or just open one, or? Uh, I'm gonna open them one at a time as we go through our evening. Okay, gotcha. Um, whenever you and they're gonna hop right into my whenever mouth. Whenever you open one, you can roll Gryffindor if you want to do. That. Okay, I'll open one now. Okay, go go for it. Thirteen. Wow. So you got the exact one that you needed. Your favorite one that you'd been looking for. What was it? Uh, Luna Lovegood. You got Luna Lovegood. Oh man, that'd be awesome. And she's she's moving in the picture. I've been hunting for her. She is. She's holding those. She's wearing her spectacles. Exactly. That's exactly what she's holding. And she like smiles a little bit with her like kind of dreamy smile. I smile back, real happy. <laughs> I smile so big. Charlie, I think that's a holographic. I'm like super jealous. Holographic little love good. You guys, it's gonna be a really good day. I have a good feeling. So yeah, as soon as you open it up, the ch- the chocolate frog jumps off, and it's 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 hopping away. No, I I caught it in my mouth. Like I've got <laughs> okay. it. Okay, so I've, immediately I've it jumps it off, and you catch it in your mouth, and you you eat it immediately. Immediately, you start to feel a little bit strange. <laughs> So, roll plus Ravenclaw. Or, sorry, Hufflepuff. Damn it, we're getting poisoned. Marcus, this is an okay time to run my potential specialty or activity by you. Yeah, for sure. Because I want to, I have a couple options. I want to make sure one of them might be a little too OP, but I would, like, it's my ideal. Go for it. What is it? So, my two options. My first one that I think is, like, in character is that she is extremely clumsy. Uh, But every time uh, she does anything clumsy like she falls or she runs into something uh she gets a plus one to whatever role she was trying to do so like if she it's like the mundane in monster of the week Mm -hmm. where like you can stumble into something um like important so yeah exactly um so like i was thinking that she can like when something unlucky happens she gets like a plus one to like perception or something like yeah sounds good to me like a a Ravenclaw plus one or something like that. Great. Yeah. So the fact that you happen to be the one who ate this, like, of course it was, it was going to be you. So like, you're used to that kind of misfortunes befalling you. So you get a plus one. That's a sad. You start to feel a strange sickness in your stomach. Like vomit starts to fill up in your throat, but you are, you're like, don't have to throw up completely. And you can tell it was from the chocolate frog. And, um, right in the crowd behind you. <laughs> it's, Melvin Bradbush. Damn it. I puke on him. <laughs> I puke on him. Yeah, he and the rest of the Trimswearer Trogs are, um, are pointing at you and laughing. Of course you would take those. And immediately you 
let the vomit come and you try to aim it straight at him. So try and roll plus um, uh, Slytherin for that. Not not great. <laughs> All right, so you get... Okay, so your roll was a six. So you try and spit it out and... Uh, it, it it gets all over your your robe honestly it doesn't it doesn't like have the the um projection to to make it all the way over to him and he says and they start laughing harder they're like oh, what a loser they look everyone look over here it's the hogwarts high losers and then no one looks no one turns but the rest of their team keeps laughing chet is going to post up in front of charlie you think it's cool to curse girls bruh and Fira, Fira steps up. <laughs> She's got like long red curly hair. She says, yeah, it's hilarious. All right, we'll see about that. And I'd like to cast Rictum Sempura on her. Yeah. The tickling child. <laughs> All right, roll plus Slytherin. I got a nine. Ooh. Chet pulls out his 16 inch oak wood wand. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So with a nine, okay. So with a nine as a mixed success, so immediately as soon as you pull out your wand, Thera pulls out her wand as well, and she says, "Expel her, Amos!" And like, um, so you can either dodge her attack or have yours successfully hit her. Yeah, I'll hit her. Okay, so you you said it's the pickling charm. Yeah, the tickling charm. Tickling charm. The pickling charm. The pickling charm. Turn her into pickles. The funniest shit I've ever seen. Suddenly she's in a jar. Funniest shit I've ever seen. Which one do you now? Which one do you want to do? Because you could do either. You want to pickle them or tickle them? Because that just goes to show the greatest question. Pickle or tickle? We can pickle them. So funniest. That goes to show, if I mishear you guys, I'll still go with it. Literally any spell you say, I'm going to go for it. Okay, so anyways. So immediately, um, she, uh, Fira becomes like bulbous and like her skin starts to turn green and she almost can't move. She like falls over and um, you, your Expelliarmus, I think your wand shoots out of your hand. Yeah, And um, Melvin Bradbush runs up and says, Hey, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm sorry, dude. This is like the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> She's a pickle now. <laughs> is she like a sentient pickle, or is it like just a plain-ass pickle? While she's in a pickle state, I, I take note, and I see that she did drop the playbook, and no one's really putting like notice into it, because obviously there's just now a very human pickle, <laughs> and Melvin is clearly fighting with Chet. So, so Cynthia would like to... You can make that happen if you use uh, cast a spell to do it, which would be plus Hufflepuff. You can... Um, no, 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 plus Ravenclaw, because you're doing it stealthily. So, um, yeah, so, so you sneak up as Constance walks up to try and, um, you know, t- take Fira away so they can cure her pickle charm. <laughs> you, um, you see that... Under her arm, Constance still has the playbook. So you can cast a spell if you want to try and make her drop it and not notice as well. I got a nine. So immediately she she does drop it. A light comes out of your wand and she drops it and doesn't notice. She says, oh, come on, let's go. And she takes fear away. What do you want to do? The spell is, uh, I cast a spell and it is, uh, it is most morde literium. And I, and I get the playbook um, and now it's like a fraction smaller. So I did also make it just like palm sized so that they don't see it. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the dormitory. I'm just gonna start trying to walk away. Am I still puking? 
No, you're good. Oh. See you guys in the morning. I assumed I was see out. You guys at, uh, see you guys just, at sundown. You do have vomit all over your robe, but you're okay otherwise. There's a spell for that. Um, I'm gonna take off. Is it bad to take off my robe? Ooh, uh, no. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm like wearing like a t-shirt and like workout pants under. I feel like it's chill. <laughs> yeah. um, I gotta take off my robe and then I'm gonna be like, hey, uh, co-captain, what's uh, why are you leaving? Thought we were doing a thing. Adam Hooch said to me, this is sundown. What are you talking about? And then Melvin steps up. He says, hey, it's those Hogwarts losers. And they, they um, one of his teammates walks up and he says, you already said that. <laughs> Let's just go. What the hell? <laughs> so they, they start leaving. Constance is taking fear away. All right. So they left. And I'm assuming we're like out of the street brawl that everyone's accepting of. Just a bunch of teenagers fighting. Yeah, there's there's someone behind you. Who says, oh, they just had a street ball. I've always wanted to be in one of those. <laughs> in Yegot's Glendary Marketplace. I lo- I've I always wanted those. to be here. Sponsored by Bamboozles. <laughs> I turn to the team and I'm like, hey guys, I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, I pulled a really shit thing and I, I have their book now. So I'm just really curious as to what uh, Mortimer was saying about the dragon. So maybe we can. Just like a little bit more information about that. So I'm going to hand it over to our co-captain. And I hand it over to... I'll give it to Name, just so he can read it over. Name, tell us what it says. Why is <laughs> why is the book so small, you guys? Do I, they have, like, really teeny eyes? No, I just fucked up the spell, because I was under pressure. So you give the book I'm to sorry. Name, and he says, I'm not <laughs> sure what this is. Is it written in some kind of code? I can decipher it. I don't know. And he gives it to you. Alright, I'll decipher the code. <laughs> Got a little orphan Annie, like, uh, can, Yeah, can I roll to investigate, like, see, like, if there's, like, a clear strategy they're going for in the game that we can counteract? Or... Yeah, so you hold in your hands this, um, huge bound book, but it's, like, small. literally the size of the palm of your hand. Yeah. So if you open it now, the writing is way too small. For you. But if you want to... You as you open it through like pages and pages, it's all handwritten, you know. But it's literally it's tons, it's pages of their plays that they've been making over years. Is there one that you know is like? Is there any any clues as like what look what what which one they'd be using? You know. Yeah, you could look for that. So why don't you do? You can decide if you want to use magic or not. But you can either way, you'd be rolling Ravenclaw. So. Well, I think like my like special move for my character is just sort of like investigative powers. So I, 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 that's what I would want to do. Yeah, you can have a plus one for it because you're yeah. used to doing it, but. A lot of these, I mean, a lot of these plays are just like ours. Well, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> 13. So you can tell immediately. So you so you, you flip it to one of them. I see that the corner of this page is, uh, is worn more than the others. Leads, and that's clearly the play that they're going to use. It yeah. leads me to believe that this is the one that they're going to use. <laughs> it's called Bludger to the Face. It seems that they're <clears> just <throat> going to be leading really heavy with the beaters and try to disorient <laughs> us while they uh, use the distraction of the dragon in order to get the snitch early on in the game. It looks like they're trying to uh, get get the victory within the first five minutes. Yep. Seems like they're just going to kick the shit out of us. No, Wesley, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to kick the shit out of us as Chet's going to stand yeah. back to back with Charlie. <laughs> 
Listen, I have good news and bad news. The good news is that it happens to me all the time. Anyway, the bad news is that if I get another black guy, I don't know that I'm going to be able to see very well. And the doctor says that if I get another concussion, I have to be off the team. It won't come to that. So what we're going to do is... Uh, we can't have that. Wesley, you're, you're, going, um, to be like, you're going to have to like really you know, clutch up here and, <laughs> and guard all, the, all three goals from the quaffle. They're going to push you hard at the beginning. Chet and... Uh, Charlie, you are going to run away. I know it's not in your nature, but you're going to run away from the beaters, have them chasing you, and I, as the chaser, will assist Cynthia in finding the snitch. And we'll use Name and the other two as distraction chasers. So these beaters will be running, those beaters will be chasing, those chasers will be... Chasing. And one chaser will be seeking with the seeker. (laughs) It's called called the double up plan. (laughs) And And I'll be clenching as hard as I can. Yeah, clench. And so Name steps forward. We're abandoning Quaffle Blitz. Yes, this is plan double Z. It's a new plan. (laughs) Double Z. Add that to the page, guys. Double Z because we're British. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So so Name (laughs) comes up and he's, as the other co-captain, I agree completely with everything that you said. Name, you always say that. (laughs) It's always true. (laughs) All right. So you you all confer a little bit on uh, what your plays are going to be. And um, as the sun begins to set... You check out any of the shops a little bit that you wanted to. Maybe you get a, uh, you get a few souvenirs, and eventually you congregate back in the uh, Gilda Cladnery dormitories. So y- you all confer a little bit more before bed, and after all the training that you've put in for hours and hours together as a team, you feel like you're ready for the final match of the Quidditch Regional Cup. I guess we had to tell Madame Pooch our plan, right? Yeah. She's on no, board. no, no, she's fine with it. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, she's not really your coach. I mean, you you and Name lead the team and, and uh, plan everything. She's just you know, your chaperone from Hogwarts and everything. Yeah, she just is the lady that gives us $10. <laughs> yeah, she she pokes her you head. You made her do that. Gallions. <laughs> Great work, everyone. We've made it this far. Now all we have to do is clench that win. I'm going to give every single one of you five galleons. <laughs> she, she comes up and gives all. She says, hi. I've never been more proud of a team under my supervision. Dude, that's high praise. Right? I know, and she kind of looks for a second like I just, uh, she might not have been allowed to say that. But <laughs> Good night, all of you. And she leaves. Before we go to sleep, Chet, one last time, is going to go. So we're still doing the entrance I planned, right, guys? <laughs> I'm asleep. I cast a silent spell. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to roll for that. So the whole room, <laughs> as you try to, as you you realize as you try to speak, it just doesn't come out, and uh, <laughs> nothing nothing happens, and it's just complete silence in the room. The, the crackling fire from the from the uh, fireplace suddenly is making no noise, and um, it also begin the light begins to darken as well, until all of you drift to sleep, and. Yeah, <laughs> and you've had a long, you've had a long journey here. You've played in a lot of matches. You kind of know that this is this might be your best sleep that you've had in a while, and you're gonna need it. You're gonna need all your strength as the sun rises over the mountaintop. More of us already away. Everyone's ready, and you head down through the tower of the Gilda Cladnery Dormitory. You make your way into the mountain. Past crowds of people who say, good luck, I'm so excited to see your match. And you make your way into through the tunnel. It opens up right up for you. And it's you all 
stepping in through the giant archway into the Jaegarts Kledneri Coliseum. And as you're walking in, everyone's cheering for you. Anything you guys wanted, any kind of specific entrance you guys wanted to do? Well, we got to do Chet's Chet's entrance. Chet's doing his entrance. Chet, lead lead, lead us out, man. I think we have an entrance. (laughs) We fly out in this wonderful formation as we're all casting Periculum as we go along to create different points. But as Periculum explodes in the firework that that spell creates, it just creates that S-shape everyone made in middle school. Oh my god. I'm so um, quick question. Do I catch yelling. on fire? Do I need a roll to see if I catch on fire? No, you're good. You practice this. That's a notoriously unlucky. <laughs> okay. We practiced it begrudgingly. <laughs> so everyone watches Our in all. They're shouting and cheering. In the center of the Quidditch field, in between these great big goalposts, right in the center is a large diamond-shaped S made out of fireworks. <laughs> and everyone cheers uh, for a second, but then they're like, uh, have you seen that before? And it was uh, the same guy's like, oh yeah, I've seen that before. I've heard of that. I never expected to see it here, but I, I wanted to. <laughs> it's a Western some, thing. Some guy's like, USA. <laughs> there's, one, there's one American. <laughs> and he shouts, yeah. Welling up in tears. Yeah, sick. Go chat, dude. This guy's, uh, this guy's so good. You guys... You guys don't know who Chet is? It is. <laughs> you guys don't follow Quidditch. <laughs> he turns to someone else and he goes, this is way better than soccer. <laughs> What's the troglodytes entrance? <laughs> they don't, they actually didn't practice one like that. Um, um, you see Thera, she still has skin that's a little bit green. And uh, they're all just like staring at you guys. They're pissed. <laughs> so um, on, on either side, you all get on your broomsticks and you fly into the air to the level that you'd be at for Quidditch. And um, you're all looking down as Gilda Cladenary comes out. The older lady, she's coming up. And uh, there's there's uh, two robed people who bring forward this big chest, right? And she says, let the games begin. And they open the chest and flying out immediately as both of the bludgers. Does the... The quaffle moves on its own, right? Does no, it? no, it's just a ball. Yeah, I, don't, I guess it doesn't. So yeah, so Gilda, the chaser, yeah, you throw it out to the chaser. So. Gilda herself, it's like a jump ball, pulls, uses her walking stick as a wand and like moves oh, it, yeah. and the quaffle flies into That's the air so between sick. you. So now it's right in front of you, team captain, uh, Melvin Mortimer. Mortimer, <laughs> sorry. That's who you're staring down is Melvin. Yes. He's a beater. He Melvin. is a beater. So he's, he's, he's there just facing you with a bat, even though, you know, he's not going to get the quaffle. I'm going to like spin around and try to hit the quaffle with the back of my broom. Okay. Roll plus, oh, um, cool. Gryffindor. Oh man, my Gryffindor sucks. That's why I didn't want to be a fucking chaser. <laughs> hey, okay. We're doing all right. All right. Okay. So yeah. So you, um, so you don't get the quaffle, but you do hit it away from him. You try, do you want to pass it to somebody? I'll try to pass it to Nami. Okay, um, so Nabe definitely um, gets it and like grabs it and is, is holding it under his his uh, his arm as he's flying, and then suddenly a bludger flies right at him and it hits him and the the um, the quaffle flies into the air. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll uh, nameless guy's got to go for it. I'm doing the I'm doing my other play. <laughs> okay, um, Nabe's trying to go for it, but the uh, another bludger is coming at him unless one of you wants to stop it from hitting him. Yeah, as a beater, well, we're supposed to run away, right? Yeah, I think that was the plan. Wasn't that our thing? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit that. I'm gonna try to hit it. 
um, the other bludger, and then I'm gonna fly away. Perfect. Roll plus Slytherin. Okay. Do we get a plus one for flying, or is this just like? Yeah, you get a plus one for it. We can't use spells here, right? Nah. It's cheating. Uh, yeah, you yeah, can. Yeah, correct. Oh, oh shit. street okay. rules! Uh, street rules! Okay. Street rules! <laughs> it's regional rules, yeah. If you right. want, it's the kind of like spells that would be allowed. It's not you're not gonna be like putting people into comas, but it's like this is pretty brutal <laughs> right, game. Right, 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 right. Okay, so what what was what's your final result? I'm sorry. A nine. Okay, cool. So so just in time for for um Name to get out of the way. You hit the thing, but you can't. You like have to dive in there, so you can't really decide exactly where it goes. So immediately the bludger flies away and Name grabs onto the, um, to the quaffle and he's making his way all the way over to the other hoops. And that's where he, when he gets there, he throws it to, he, uh, throws it to you, Mortimer. I'm just going to try and like hit the quaffle, like, th- like chuck the quaffle as far as I can, just like up. Great. Yeah. You're close enough to score if you want. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'll, 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 I'll toss it into the hoop, the, the far right one. Okay, cool. Yeah. Roll, roll plus, uh, two. A lot of sevens here. That's enough to get a point, though. That's ten points to the Hogwarts Woo-hoo! High Flyers. And immediately, um, in the stands, this same dude from the movies, the black kid, is like, that's ten points to the High Flyers! <laughs> He's become like a professional shoutcaster. Okay, after I score the goal, I'm going to immediately like, look for Cynthia and see if she's like made any progress on the snitch. Cynthia has just flown really high. She's trying to see how high the ceiling actually is. Um, and from there, she's gauging. She's just so fixated on it because she's so mad at it. And she's just scanning through and still no signs of the snitch. Yeah, you don't see it at all. Yeah, you don't really have to roll because you, you don't really see it. But you do see their seeker who's coming toward the the um, column of lava of, uh, and like standing almost toward there at the ready. God, so I, I fly to get near towards her. So I'm going in her direction. Gotcha. So you move toward over there. And I'm just scanning. I'm scanning for now. That's, that's just where I'm at. Uh, yeah, Mortimer's plan is to like sort of back up Cynthia as a seeker. Okay, yeah. cool, gotcha. So we're down, a, we're down a chaser, really. Okay, but I trust Name and the other no name. So yeah, so you move out of formation, but you also see that at the beginning of this new play, the enemy chaser has already made it almost all the way over, and then they're gonna try and shoot it through your guys's hoops. Who's your keeper? That's me. If you want to roll plus two. Eleven. Perfect. So you hit it out of the way perfectly, and it, and the crowd's going crazy. How, how do you want to hit it? I'm gonna like knock it straight on the floor. Like they gotta fly down to go grab. It. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it goes straight down. There's there's bludgers flying, and right as the thing hits hits the ground, it hits a bludger that like a uh, bludger uh, flies into it. I mean, and shoots it away, and it's it's caught by another one of the enemy chasers. Suddenly, a call the column of lava on, that's feeling the wall like a waterfall flying down parts open and you see sunlight coming in from outside behind this it was actually empty and it, it kind it almost magically uh moves from the center and opens and um now it's like the center of the waterfall it's just a blank space and you can see the sky behind it and flying in is the snitch ah from outside? Oh, yeah, shit. so both of you um, go after it at the same time if you want to roll. There's Renault as well. Wow. Ooh. Flawless. So you make it there way faster. Do you want to like hit them out of the way or just be like the closest to it? I want to be the closest to it. Okay, so right um, right behind you, you have the enemy seeker from the Trimswear Trogs, but you are... There's no way of, of they, they have getting past you. They keep trying to dart through past you Close and you're blocking them completely as you're slowly getting closer and closer to the snitch. Meanwhile, the enemy chaser is making the way and they shoot again at your guys' hoops. Wesley! 
Nice. Eleven. Perfect. Another. What, what is? What is? Are we? Is that dice main rigged right now? We got seven, 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 <laughs> eleven, eleven, eleven. What the fuck? It's the power of teamwork. Mortimer wants to try and uh, unseat the seeker, enemy seeker, like a spell. Okay. Is that, is that allowed? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Regional rules. Regional rules. Nine. Okay, so you. Um, so yeah, so you already uh, stayed, staying there at the ready to back them up, and you you pull out your wand and like everyone's used to this. This is like regional rules. So immediately, um, the enemy seeker. What do you want them to do on their on their broom? I just wanted them to like to like flip upside down. So yeah. To like hold on. The so broom. they spin out of control <laughs> and they're like yeah. they're like trying to gain control of their broom, but they can barely do it. So um, they they kind of lose their attraction on right behind you. Since so, meanwhile, however, you notice that. You're, you the as it was a mixed success. You notice that your other ch- chasers aren't really able to keep up with the enemy's three chasers. So immediately, even even though they didn't score that goal and it was knocked away, one of them is able to grab it and they shoot again. Uh, more will go help the chasers. Now. Should the beaters do any? If you want to grab the if you want to grab the bludger and hit it toward them, you could do that. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was Battle. like, can I go um, like find the bludger and just like try to fucking take out one of these? Go for it. Yeah, that's your job. Go for it. <laughs> I got a nine. Can I add a plus one and then just like fall off my broom a little and then? <laughs> yeah, if you want to. Or like accidentally hit myself with my bat and blacken my other. Eye. <laughs> yeah. So as you as you you hit the bludger and your bat has a little too much inertia on it, it flies into your own eye and now you have two black eyes. But it's it's just enough for the bludger to hit into right as the enemy chaser was throwing it and tr- trying to score. The quaffles. It collides with a bludger that suddenly comes in, and it, it flies out of their hands and flies into Mortimer's. I give a thumbs up. Mortimer, Mortimer nods gravely. <laughs> Tears coming out of my eye. Mortimer uh, like uh, sweeps the hair out of his eyes and goes to rush towards the enemy goal. <laughs> All right, yeah, so you make it most of the way over. You're like almost close enough to make another score, but that's when another the other bludger comes and it hits you <laughs> and you, you fly off your broom, but you're able to throw it to um and pass it to not actually no, why don't you roll for that? See if you yeah. can pass it to not. See if I can pass it to Nami. Nope. <laughs> yeah, you can't. So you try and pass it to Nami. <laughs> Damn. And it actually flies down. And um, the enemy chaser grabs it and they bring it back to the to um, the other side of the to the field and they try to make a, a score and they they throw it at your guys's goalposts if if you um, want to see if you can stop it again Wesley Damn. another yeah. flawless stop and um, and as soon as it it um, you knock it away and um, Mortimer who had already been like falling toward the ground because of his broom right is able to catch it and um, Flies back if you want to try and make another score. At that point, Cynthia is getting closer and closer to the snitch. All you need is one more roll if you want to snatch this into your hands right now. Yeah, I'm like inching closer. 11. And immediately, right as, since it was an 11, (laughs) a perfect success, everyone's attention moves away because Mortimer scores another. And then they look to you. And they see you right in the middle of the act. Say how you caught the snitch. Cynthia's actually swooping down this double cascade of lava waterfall. And literally inches before they're about to hit the floor, the the snitch starts going horizontally. And that's when she clasps it like underarm. And she, she has it and you can see the wings in between her hands. That's sick. Great. 
and you fly up and you show it to everyone. You have the wings of the snitch in your hand. And they and then Gilda Kledner yells out, She's caught the snitch! And the, everyone's going crazy. The game has ended. And you all realize you have won the Quidditch Regional Cup. As the, the Trimswear Trogs, as the Trogs are um, all like landing all upset they they all land on the on the, the grass and start walking away as passing them they bring up the golden cauldron and they bring it and, and bring it to the center of the field as everyone's watching all of you come down to the ground floor off of your brooms and she says to all of you like she hasn't announced this to the crowd she says to all of you go ahead and walk up anything you say any object you mention will come to the surface of this cauldron. And you'll What about ideas? Like it. freedom, peace. I have like the courage to tell someone you love them. Yeah, does it does it yeah, like become is- <laughs> you know an object? <laughs> Cynthia's like picking up what Chet is dropping. <laughs> is it like personified in some way? And Gilda says, unfortunately not. <laughs> Maybe if you wanted to I have a golden harp and play beautiful music with it for your love or so I don't but really people say all sorts of things I've I could go through the list but it'd take far too long I love gold so Mortimer <laughs> Mortimer the team captain what? oh I go and Name walks up Name walks up and says something but you guys don't really hear it and then something comes out doesn't matter <laughs> then Mortimer <laughs> it's your turn uh, okay Mortimer goes up to the cauldron I whispered into it, and then it pops up in gold. Is a uh, is a is like a, a statue of my family, like me and my mom and my dad, uh, and like holding hands. It's like very cute. Perfect statue. Next up is Chet. Chet whispers into it and pulls out a golden acoustic guitar. Sick. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Wonderwall. <laughs> Wonderwall. I oh, goddamn it. And we have Charlie. Is, is it two thousand? Wait, what? When did Wonderwall come out? <laughs> It definitely would have come out. It's 2003, yeah. right? Yeah, it's 2003. <laughs> so it's, it's come out. <laughs> Charlie, it's your turn. Charlie whispers, and um, a golden cotton candy machine. <laughs> a whole machine? It's a whole cotton candy machine. <laughs> it's bewitched to make infinite cotton candy. Yeah, it's fucking lit. It's her favorite kind of cotton candy. Wesley. You can only think of one thing, but it's terrible. Do it. <laughs> I, uh, I whisper into the machine, and all of a sudden... I like pull my waistband out and there's like gold shining yeah. from my pants. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I say, fuck you. And everyone in the crowd cheers because you stopped like four perfect goals today. They're like, that guy's like a star player. <laughs> and he's got a golden cock. <laughs> but then we have the MVP who ended the game like immediately before anyone could score. We have Cynthia. Cynthia's a simple girl. So she goes up and she whispers and out comes... A very golden weave, and as she puts it on, it, it it magically goes to the color of her hair. But now she can, it immediately just luscious locks come out, and now she's able to control the length of her hair without being self conscious. Great, and beautiful. So Gilda says, "Our champions." The Hogwarts High Flyers! And everyone cheers, and um, there's a dragon flies in through the column of fire. <laughs> and it, 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 it just growls, and everyone, like, for a second, is like, oh. And then it, like, it breathes fire, and it's, as it's breathing fire, it creates a giant 
diamond-esque S. And everyone cheers. Because <laughs> that was the image you guys submitted to them. So the, the dragon flies back out. And that's where we end our episode for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. This was Houses and Wands. Yay. Thanks for joining us. Yay. Thanks for joining us, Ramon and Jordan. Yeah, dope. thank you guys. Thanks for having us. Snipe, snipe, Savarus, snipe, 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 Savarus, snipe. Dumbledore. Snipe, 